Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous to your contracts, they said, What the f are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to the Oral Health Podcast. So today I am talking to someone from Beat Eating Disorders, the UK's national eating disorder charity. And the reason that we have decided to talk to these guys is because with the amount of focus we are giving to nutrition and diet, we couldn't do that and then simply ignore the struggles that people with eating disorders go through. So Martha is a clinical advice coordinator for BEAT. She is here talking about the different ways that an eating disorder can present in the mouth and also what we can do to best support people with eating disorders. It's a fantastic conversation. I'm really thankful for Martha spending some time with me and I really hope that you take a lot away from this. want to just take a second to introduce yourself and your background. So my name is Martha Williams. I work for BEAT, which is the UK's eating disorder charity. I work as a clinical advice coordinator and prior to working at BEAT, I've worked in the NHS and also in the private sector on an eating disorder ward and I'm also training to be a psychotherapist with a specialist interest in eating disorders. Yeah, so I've worked kind of in an eating disorder work ward, both inpatient, day patient, community, and now have transitioned to working for BEAT, um, more charity-based work. So what would you say then, talking about um, the mouth and the teeth, are the classic signs of an eating disorder? So I think eating disorders can kind of contribute problems with dental and oral health in kind of many different ways and there can be significant changes in the mouth which can indicate an eating disorder and I think you touched on some of them earlier on so we find a lot of the time that kind of frequently in self-induced vomiting so that which is commonly associated with bulimia can lead to erosion of the enamel and that's because of the strong stomach acid kind of repeatedly flowing over the teeth and also what we find sometimes is that there can be kind of scratches or cuts or redness in the top of the mouth and the roof of the mouth and that is because um frictional trauma so sometimes people who are suffering with eating disorder may insert foreign objects into the mouth in order to kind of help them vomit or help them purge so sometimes that can be visible on the roof of the mouth um teeth can become discolored so oral sensitivity so pain and swelling of gums you know that people with eating disorders sometimes report high numbers of fillings just because of binges and we find that the most food most commonly associated foods with binges are those that are really high in sugar so sometimes you know not always but sometimes that can cause issues in the mouth with kind of um yeah fillings we the mouth can also become extremely dry due to dehydration so lips may become dry and cracked Um, And that, again, is normally a symptom of purging or restricting water intake and fluid intake. So a lot of dehydration. 
And restriction is also very commonly found in eating disorders. So not always, but restriction is, you know, quite a key feature of a lot of eating disorders. So that can lead to nutritional deficiencies and lack of proper nutrition can aid gums and other soft tissue in the mouth to bleed. Um, and calcium deficiency in particular can promote tooth decay and gum disease. So I think when we're thinking of kind of the main signs and symptoms and the reasons why, those tend to be kind of the key ones that we've heard being reported from kind of dentists or people that use dental services. And I think that's likely to be the things that a dentist would see on that kind of first examination of a patient with an eating disorder. Mm -hmm. So when it comes to getting a, a dental exam, would you say then that a dentist is probably in a good position to spot early warning signs, let's say? Yeah, I think dentists are among some quite often, you know, the first healthcare professionals that may come into contact with someone with an eating disorder. And I think they've got a real opportunity to spot those early warning signs and symptoms, because I think for someone that's suffering with an eating disorder to kind of go forward to the GP to get kind of specialist help for their eating disorder can feel quite scary. And that can, you know, take them quite a long time, often kind of three to five years to actually reach out and get support. Whereas something like going to kind of a routine dental visit, they might, you know, someone with an eating disorder might be more likely to kind of just go for a regular checkup at the dentist because it's not so much, you know, initially associated with their eating disorder. So yeah, I think dentists are in a really good place to kind of really pick up on those early warning signs and symptoms of an eating disorder. And if, say, um, a dentist has a patient who they, um, they, like you say, they find some scratches or marks on the palate or um, some erosion and, and suspect that there might be an eating disorder present, what advice do you have for them in terms of approaching someone about it or um, communicating with other health professionals? What would you advise them to do? I think it's a really difficult one and I think it can be a really difficult position for the dentist to be in because I think you know if they notice something we definitely would want them to approach it but in a way that's really sensitive and I think in a way that's not so direct so let's say saying to a patient oh I've noticed this you know do you have an eating disorder I think probably feels a bit too much whereas what the dentist could do is kind of just note their observations and just say oh you know I've noticed that you've got quite a lot of um, tooth decay or the tooth enamel has been worn away no, normally this can be um, a result of kind of consuming high sugar foods or drinking lots of fizzy drinks and more just kind of commenting on the observations there and kind of making it known that you are noticing these things but not exactly naming it because I think sometimes some of the eating disorder it can feel quite confrontational especially if it's with a dentist someone that you don't have that close a relationship with I think it can be a really difficult conversation so our advice would definitely be to kind of just note your observations make them to the patient and kind of point out the reasons as to why and I guess that would give them an opportunity to say actually you know I have been consuming quite a lot of high sugar foods because I've been struggling with kind of binge eating or you never know they might kind of brush it off and they might not want to address it straight away but what we would say is that if it's a patient that you see regularly to kind of keep bringing this up because it might be on the first visit that they don't wish to disclose it but then later down they might actually then feel more comfortable once there's more of a relationship there to disclose it so I think it's about being really sensitive and really gentle and kind of just making your observations in a way that don't come across as kind of threatening or judgmental. Would you say from what you've seen in patients and your experience with BEAT someone that has an eating disorder would they potentially need more dental checkups than say the average person? I think it depends very much where they are in their eating disorder. Obviously, if someone is engaging in kind of frequent eating disorder behaviours, so kind of frequent binging and purging, it might be sensible to kind of have those more regular checkups. Likewise, if someone is kind of 
very malnourished and kind of deficient in a lot of kind of vitamins and minerals which may be affecting their teeth it might be sensible for them to kind of just have regular checkups so I think yeah very much dependent on the individual and their eating disorder and the symptoms and how the eating disorder manifests but I think definitely regular routine checkups would be really important for someone who is suffering just to make sure that everything is okay and that there are not further complications down the line so yeah I think really important in um like preventative dentistry counseling on diet and uh, food intake can be quite a big part of the checkup for topics such as diet I imagine for someone with an eating disorder it could be quite a difficult conversation to have what advice would you have for a dentist in terms of approaching that conversation in a sensitive way and the language to use I think it is really hard because I think like you say people who are struggling with an eating disorder to kind of be giving them diet advice is going to be quite tricky and you do want to remain really sensitive so I think it would be about just trying to kind of state the facts in a way that's kind of not being judgmental and just you know say giving the advice but trying not to kind of say right you know you should be eating healthier using language like putting foods into categories of kind of good or bad or saying you know you shouldn't be eating foods that are high in sugar because they're really bad for you and you need to have a healthier diet and you need to be eating this and that I think it's more just about pointing out you know ways that they can eat to maintain their oral health but in a way that's not kind of using shaming language or judging or telling them to kind of eat healthier or that their diet is bad because I think you know you never know what someone is going through so I think to kind of make quite judgmental comments or remarks about their diet or assume things is really is really difficult so I think it's just kind of being very gentle very kind of not making assumptions not making any judgments and just kind of giving the advice in quite a gentle way. So instead of using terms like bad or unhealthy what what alternatives can you use to describe things like sugary foods because a lot of that's kind of very ingrained in the in the vocab so what what alternatives do you think are a a good suggestion yeah I think it's just about like giving the message of having like a healthy balanced diet so instead of saying you know you shouldn't be eating all these really bad high fat high sugar foods it's just saying you know foods higher in sugar will probably lead to this or you know with higher sugar foods there is an increased risk of kind of tooth enamel or tooth decay however it is really important to have a balanced diet and it is okay to have these foods in moderation so I think it's about giving that message of kind of balance and moderation and no food in isolation is bad for you it's kind of what your diet is made up collectively so I think if they can really drum home the message of actually you want to have a balanced diet diet yes you want to have veg in there and proteins and carbs but actually you know your bit of sugar and everything in moderation is also fine so I think it's kind of yeah trying to get across that message of like a balanced diet and that no food in isolation is bad for you and it's not about kind of totally cutting out sugar altogether because that message for someone with an eating disorder would be really damaging and might push them into kind of a restrictive way of eating that they've probably worked really hard to move away from you know someone might have worked really hard to kind of let go of these kind of good and bad labels around food and work really hard to incorporate a variety of different foods into their diet and then to be go to go to the dentist and be told you know high sugar foods are bad you shouldn't be eating these can be really damaging and can kind of undo months or years of really hard work so I think we all need to be seeing on the same hymn shit and just be saying, you know, there is no bad food in isolation. As long as your diet is balanced and you're getting all the vitamins and minerals you need, then you can absolutely be eating these foods. I think it's a really difficult one. And I think that's why place, you know, organizations like Beat exist. And I think, you know, it's not necessarily up to the dentist to kind of diagnose or treat the eating sort of what they do can play a really important role in is signposting to other areas of support. So, you know, redirecting them to the Beat website, giving them Beat's 
Beats Helpline number, encouraging them to kind of get in touch with organisations or charities that kind of really know about eating disorders and can give that advice. So I think a lot of the role of dentists should actually be more kind of signposting to specialist organisations that do really know about this stuff, because I think, yeah, it's a lot to ask to expect the kind of dentist to be able to kind of treat the eating disorder and speak about it and have these open conversations if they don't have the knowledge and the education and the awareness maybe that is needed. So I think, yeah, the best thing the dentist can do is to kind of really signpost and just be aware of what support is out there. And then they can say to a patient, look, you know, this might be helpful for you. There's this really amazing charity called Beat or whoever it might be that can really support with eating disorders. And I'd suggest you give them a call. Is there a, because um, I know you have your eating disorder helpline at Beat. Is there an alt- like a, an alternative for professionals? Not kind of dental specific. We've got loads of um, resources for medical professionals, so kind of GP, nurses, and I know that it's aimed at medical professionals, but a lot of the information is kind of really applicable to all kinds of healthcare professionals. And I know that we're hoping that we'll be able to further develop lots of different types of training. So hopefully dentists will be involved in that. But we have a lot of support for healthcare professionals in general, which, like I say, I think a lot of that information would be incredibly useful. And also, you know, we've got a clinical team at Beat, which we're always really happy to be contacted and, you know, give advice where we can. But we can't give advice about kind of specialist individual circumstances. So we'd only be able to give kind of quite general advice. Right. And to be fair, the advice and knowledge that you've passed on to me in the last like 20 odd minutes has been mm-hmm. very interesting and I know I'm taking a lot away from it so I'm hoping that other people do as well um yeah. and like you say the the helpline is is there the the resources are there so there is places yeah. for people to go who are struggling and I think that in itself Absolutely. is worth its weight you know yeah and I think it's so important to stress as well that beat is there for both the person suffering with the eating disorder but also for the family or a carer as well so we support the entire family so we've got resources for kind of friends family siblings carers healthcare professionals the person going through the eating disorder you know we are there for everyone at every stage of the journey and I think I would really want to stress that that yeah it's not just the person that's going through the eating disorder that it can be really difficult for it can be difficult for the entire family and those around them so beat can very much support everyone that's involved in in the eating disorder and so martha if people want to know more about beat where can they find you so we've got our social media but the best way is probably to go on to our website which is just www.beateatingdisorders.org.uk and on there you can find all of our support services our helpline is open 365 days a year and you can reach the helpline on 0808 801 and we're open from 9am to midnight on weekdays and 4pm till midnight on weekends and bank holidays so like I said operate 365 days a year so I think yeah even just typing into google beat eating disorders you'll be able to find us or finding us on socials so we've got twitter accounts social media and you can also send us dms on twitter and social media as well um, so lots of different ways to contact us and please do reach out if you're struggling because we are absolutely here for you Well, thank you, Arthur. It's been really enlightening to talk to you. And thank you again for taking some time out of your schedule to sit and have a chat with me. Yeah. And thank you so like again, thank you so much for all the work that you do. I think it's so important and never spoken about enough. Eating sort of never gets enough coverage. So it's great that you're including this as part of the kind of National Smile Month. Thank you, Martha, for spending some time talking to me today. It has been very, very insightful and something that we all need to be a little bit more aware of.
So if you want to contact them, all of their helpline information and their advice line will be in the description of this podcast. Likewise, if you want some more specific oral health advice, I'll link our helpline information there as well. If you want to follow us on social media, we are at Twitter on Smile Month and you can find us on Facebook just by searching at National Smile Month. On Instagram, we are at Oral Health Foundation and our website is www.smilemonth.org. Thank you to you for listening and I hope that you do take something away from this podcast and thank you to Martha for joining me once again. 